Salutations to all the nations. Welcome to a swap experience with your boy Darius D. Hopefully, you guys are doing well. Hopefully, all is well with you. Now, breaking news. So, I'm going to pretty much change up my content. Like, obviously, you guys know, like, the main premise of the show is um, basically understanding life in the world through a Christian's point of view, or really just my perspective. And honestly, okay, honestly, I want to kind of switch it up a little bit. Uh, I'm not really changing the premise, but it's more or less that I'm going to be implementing more like content, like reviews. And this is because I got inspired after watching this documentary to do stuff like this. So just let me know if you have any suggestions, because basically I'm going to break it down right for you right here, right now. And all it is, is that instead of me just like taking these high level concepts all the time and just like going on and on about it um, in a lecture format, I might do it every once and again, once and now again because of like the nature of the show and its origins and so forth but 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 okay i just want to focus on breaking down different pieces of content so like tvs and movies because i was always and most people are are interested in that type of stuff and entertainment so yeah of course i'm gonna speak about the different content that has substance to them. It's not going to be just trivial all the time. Some of it will be, but I'm going to implement the same framework, talking about things that are trivial or talking about things that are of the great substance or deep, if you will. But it's just going to be about content and give like my kind of explain it to you guys um, to encourage you to watch it and then kind of break it down in a sense. And then also like give my take on it so that is gonna be the new um format henceforth because i just i'm just really interested in so like different forms of uh content in that regard so yeah just hopefully you guys have your netflix subscriptions up your disney plus um, subscription up and just do all that stuff. So we're still going to have, like, good conversations. Don't get worried. But it's just going to be more content-oriented because I just got inspired. And um, I'm going to do what I feel inspired to do. And it's just part of my creative uh, juices for me. So I'm going to do it in the DD way, all right? So it won't be boring. It won't be, like, that type of thing. You won't feel... As though it's just dragging on and you're just w w hoping for it to end type of thing. It's still going to be DD. That has not changed by any stretch of the imagination. But I will and I promise you guys that I am going to make it fun. As well as give you something to look forward to and to watch. So that is basically the new format. All right. I'm excited. Hopefully you guys are excited. I can't stop smiling. And, yo, I haven't been smiling in a minute, but I cannot stop smiling now because, trust me, y'all, this is a long time coming. Never thought I would ever do this because I was always wanted it to be taken serious. But 
at the end of the day, I can still be taken seriously and still have fun at the same time, man. I have this weird thing about me. I don't know what I'm rambling on, but I have this weird thing about me where it's like <laughs> I'm always in a dichotomy in a, th- in a sense. It was like I'm either one thing or the other, whether it's like, yo, I'm either super serious or I'm super like jovial. But now I'm learning that you can blend the two and still be yourself. So that's basically what we're going to do. Just take care of some housekeeping uh, rules. All we're going to do is this. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you so choose to use, as well as you share this with your family. If you care about the channel, and I know y'all care about the channel, care about the podcast, check me out on YouTube, Suave Kid TV, or The Suave Kid TV. Pretty no, it's pretty sure it's just Suave Kid TV. And then also check me out on Instagram, some Suave Food, all right? We're making the Suave idea a moniker in the world today. So it's going to be very applicable, and that's what we're going to do in fashion and food and in content. You got to stay suave. This is your boy, Darius D, and we will be back momentarily. I know that pause is kind of off, but I had something that came in my mind. But trust me, you guys are going to like the change of pace in the show. And I really hope that you guys can give me some good feedback as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here. All right, guys, y'all listen to me. Listen to me. All right. So, obviously, you guys know what we're talking about today. We're talking about Netflix. And we're going to be talking about a documentary that came out, I believe, a couple of days ago or even not the very same day that I'm recording this, which would be on April the 8th, 2021. And it's called Seaspiracy. Now, do I like the name? Absolutely not. I think it's horrendous. What I would have done if I was uh, making the title for this is I would put conspiracy and instead of it being A-C-Y, I would spell it S-E-A, just like the C, because it's about the ocean anyways. So, like, they dropped a ball on that, bruh. That could have been a great double entendre right there. But honestly, conspiracy is the same difference, but I just think it's... I know what they're trying to do, like, to make their own word and make it kind of trendy, but conspiracy sounds better because it's an actual word. And number two, like like I said, the whole idea of the double entendre, making it seem as though they have two meanings to it, which they do. So that's what I'm saying. It could have been better off like that. Now, out of a perfect 10... What would I give this? I'll give this like a 9.5 or a 9 out of 10, y'all. The reason why is because, first of all, I'm a huge documentary fan. I actually prefer documentaries more than movies. I'm a nerd in that regard. But and also depends on what type of documentary it is, bro. Like It can't just be any type of documentary. And I feel as though with documentaries, like... Obviously, there's some great filmmakers who can create um, thought-provoking um, films and whatnot, but I feel as though with 
at least documentaries is like you can watch it and not feel like you completely wasted your time meaning that like you're actually gaining more information that you wouldn't known privy to watching this so obviously in my humble opinion i think documentaries are really good but also it has to be recorded and edited in a great way where it's still entertaining so i think you need the best of both worlds just like hannah montana has said before you gotta have the best of both worlds you can't just make it so information based to the point where it's like you're almost watching a lecture a lecture or a ted talk and you can't make it just too glistening grammar where it's like okay i don't know the difference between this and a movie you gotta have the best of both worlds and i think this movie or this documentary has definitely hit the nail on the head because of the fact that it's both it has its entertaining moments because of like the definitely the when they were filming the interactions with the different uh, corporations and different um not i don't want to say corporations they did talk to some corporations but i'm talking about like trying to interview like the workers and seeing their point of view and seeing uh like what they think about the whole situation that's happening um in the in that in the fisheries and in their industry and all that stuff so it's interesting to see that some of the interactions didn't go too well because some of them got threatened and others like they weren't trying to give any information and then other times they were they would receive answers that were politically correct and not really getting down to it but they were I guess you could say they were media trained and they were kind of like uh, dancing around their questions so I personally enjoyed this documentary is one of the only ones that i have seen as of late that actually invoked me to learn a little bit more about the ocean and the different um, bodies of water that we have and the seriousness in regarding fishing now i did take a class a course if you will last semester and it was talking about um the environment and environmentalism and the dangers that we have as human beings. So it basically started off with uh, your cliche. Well, it's cliche now, but your uh, carbon emissions. And then they talked about like the different polluters. Unfortunately, to me, and much to my dismay, that the fashion industry is the second worst polluter in the world today. And it's because they use a lot of water in order to manufacture all these different clothes and they're overproduced. And like the working conditions for the sweatshops are obviously not even workable for the most part or if all the parts. So that was disheartening. But we also talked about overfishing. And I actually did an assignment for one of my other classes it was more about like the sociology behind news and journalism. And I talked about, I had a journalism course the year prior to this one. 
Um, honestly, that one was that one was eye opening to see how the um, journalism works and the different levels when it comes to journalism. But going back to what I was talking about regarding that one class is I did a I think it was a comparison assignment where I spoke about one type of news article which would either be right-leaning and then another one would be left-leaning and try to compare how they cover the story so i did toronto star and the national post and the story was talking about the issue between um the fisheries in the east part of canada eastern part of canada specifically i want to say nova scotia or new brunswick talking about um when they are there's discrepancies between the Ministry of Fishery and the native population there versus all the big uh, conglomerate fishery um, corporations and all that stuff. So between those two, there was a discrepancy on whether they should have the right to fish there or not because they were tending to overfish the crustaceans, which you guys would know as, as crabs and lobsters so there's a whole ordeal and a lot of you guys seen this before and heard of this information so i had a little bit of knowledge going into this and man i'm completely blown away because naturally i don't really eat seafood at all i'm not really a seafood kind of person like i don't really enjoy seafood as much as i do uh eating your regular chicken and your beef or let me just put in category like your your land creatures okay uh, as far as like poultry all the different types of birds and cattle versus um like lambs or livestock i'm putting them in categories because it's easier to do it so that way but um i had no problems whatsoever doing on like eating those things i was never a big fish person like even if you ask my family like when it came to good friday i know you're supposed to eat fish i would much rather have a steak i respect tradition to a degree but like for me i'm just not really a huge fan of like fish um i never really liked how it looked as a kid like on my plate i still eat it i'm not picky like, if you were to give me a choice, would you rather have, like, a, a pork chop or, like, uh, a freshly, um, sa a fresh salmon steak versus a pork chop? I'm probably going to go with the pork chop. Now, I do like fish in other forms. Obviously, I'm a big sushi guy. So, I might take, I might take, um, like, those over like chicharrones or something like that like pork grinds so i might do that okay i might take the sushi over that but like to be honest with you i'm not a hugest fan of fish anyways and now <laughs> after what i've seen i obviously because you have to be realistic with yourself because i think all this boils down to is people love money too much that's why we have a lot of these problems is because somebody loved money and that's the problem that i found throughout that was one 
the moral of the story that I took home is that people tend to love money way too much that they're willing to do any and everything just to get more money. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but at the end of the day, the Bible did tell us and warned us that the love of money is a root of all evil. It's the root thereof, okay? It's not money in of itself because it's a complete, like, because people always kind of conflate or twist that scripture to say, like, hey, money is the root of all evil. And you hear that a lot more than the love is, but the Bible says the love is. The, the love of money is the root of all evil. Because if money was the root of all evil, why would God say that money answers all things? That doesn't make any sense. It wouldn't be in the Bible because that would be contradictory. He wouldn't tell you that money is evil and then say that it answers all things. All things. Or he wouldn't allow Solomon to have that much money if it was evil. Now, did it have an effect on Solomon? Yeah, that's because he became to love it. And that's the problem right there. That's why Jesus made the distinction. You can't serve it. You cannot serve money and God. You have to pick one or the other. So that's, I just wanted to clear that up. It's not that money is bad in and of itself intrinsically, okay? Because it's an animate object, all right? It's just serving it or loving it too much is what causes you to do whatever you want to do or what you feel like you need to do in order to obtain it. So that's one thing I found. And I I took notes too, bro. Like this is school, man. Like, like I said, you can learn through everything. So one thing I learned is about is the shrimp, shrimp blood rings. Basically it's just like slave labor and it's, they have it all, all over um like, I want to say Southern Asia around China and around that areas. So they would have like these guys and they'll round up a bunch of people. Cause I think China owns or is in charge of some of the countries that are in that particular region. And what they would do and I explain it more in depth in the documentary. And what they would do is they would round up all these people and they didn't really have a choice. And they would have to like pretty much they would have to pretty much fish and overfish for shrimp because shrimp is in a popular demand. And a lot of this stuff, if you even study how food works and how food can control or there can make it seem as one food is more valuable than the other, it all depends or it's all encompassed about what the wealthy, what the 1% value that's what it boils down to. Because if you think about it, at one point when it comes to Christians especially, you think about lobsters and crabs now. It's considered a delicacy. It's considered a rare food that you don't normally eat because you can't find it that much anymore. Or, like, or you can find it, but it's just considered rare. Before that... It was considered a poor person's food. Like crawfish and all that stuff is not considered a delicacy or wasn't considered a delicacy at one period of time until rich and wealthy people started to eat it. Then the price of it went up. Right? So it also it all depends on what these uh high skill restaurants, the Michelin star restaurants, determine what is 
popular and what is not. Same thing as the fashion world, same thing as tech, the tech industry as well. They all pretty much run the same way. But um, if you're going to look at um, Brodeau's um, facets on what, how industries operate and stuff like that, but um, like technology, obviously, but I think it's all about how the people who are running it or the people who these industries want, the people who they want to get their attention for. So like basically the ones who have the most capital basically get to move how the industry ought to move. So one thing that was interesting is talking about how they were overfishing with uh, the shrimp and they called the shrimp blood rings, just like how they had the diamond blood rings um, in the coast of West coast of Africa, I believe. So obviously like shrimp is more popular now than ever before. So those bundles of shrimp or when they go fishing for some shrimp, essentially they're just going to get a lot of it, a lot of it, a lot of it, because the more you get, the more money it is, but it does ruin the chain of command as far as the food chain goes because the fit the shrimp are really the ones eating like the plantains plank tins sorry i almost said plantains <laughs> or plantains if you're nigerian i'm not gonna get into that but um the planktons and all these different um microscopic uh kind of microscopic bugs in the ocean i don't don't fully understand the organism in and of itself, but basically they feed on like the algae and all that stuff. And so do some of the fishes as well. But um, yeah, it's gonna ruin if you take that away because a lot of the fish do eat shrimp. And I would say that shrimp out of all of the crustaceans are probably the healthiest because of the fact that they only and truly eat uh like algae and plankton so it's not that bad like crabs and lobsters different story i'm not gonna get into that but it's gonna ruin the food chain right if you're overfishing that and what they do and that is pretty disturbing is um which is actually very very disturbing is um what they would do is when they fish, they would actually get um, all these different creatures that they weren't intending to fish for. And what that was, was, um, I forgot the terminology, but basically it's like a crossfire. Like they didn't intend it. So when, by the time they pick up the net, like the animal is already damaged and then they just throw it back and they throw the dead carcass back in the water, which can contaminate it because then the carbon monoxide level gets up because that's there's a lot of it in water. And that's why they have a lot of different, um. well, that's why the ocean flora had a lot of plants to balance that out the same way we have trees on land. But what happened is is when they have these nets they put them at the bottom so they can catch as much um as much as many fishes as possible 
what it does is actually ruins the ocean floor because of the material of the net that they use and they have a lot of heavy items, rocks in it. So it's basically the equivalent of a bulldozer. Uh, so that's why the, there's a lot of deforestation regarding the ocean floor and all the plants that are in there as well. And that ruins the basically the carbon monoxide levels the same way as affecting the ozone up here with a lot of trees getting deforest or cut down for lack of a better term so you have that issue as well so you're dealing with it on land and on in the ocean so, and that's not even their intent they're just trying to get the fish but overfishing has some serious ramification because a lot of us don't need it and sometimes they try to get specific types of fish because those ones have a heavy price point, like I said, based off of the market, what they're trying to feed, which is one of the facets regarding Bordeaux. So, or Bordeaux, if you're French. So, like, I don't want to, like, you say it in English, it sounds terrible. But um, going back to what I'm saying is, like, they would have, like, the blue tuna fish, which is actually a delicacy for, Jap for Japanese culture. And I think if you get a bunch of them, they're worth like, I want to say a thousand dollars per fish or something like that. But in the process of them actually trying to get the fish, they get other fishes and then they just end up throwing them back because they don't feel as though they're worth it, which is you're killing more than you actually need because you just want the specific ones, but now you're killing a bunch of them. So it's just not like just nonsensical. Uh, killing fish and then throwing it back and then polluting the ocean that way. And then uh, I think one thing that stuck, stuck out to me the most is um, how in Japan they actually legalized whale hunting again because it was outlawed uh, by, I think, the UN or... An organization that basically determines who can fish where and all how the fisheries work and they outlawed it but japan actually got it back up again and now it's they're doing it all over again and a lot of them go dolphin hunting as well in order to capture it for like the marine shows um that take place at like for in canada is marine land in america would be sea world and i Thought it was cool as a kid, but as soon as I became like a teenager, I stopped liking it because I'm like, they're not really, I don't even like zoos anymore either. I don't think we should be capturing animals in the wild. And I don't want to be too preachy, but I think I'm of the mindset, let's just leave them alone type of thing. Like, unless if they need our help, for example, like if it's injured and you want to help like the veterinarians and stuff, because I actually have a friend who is one. But to be honest with you, I think you should leave the wild beings in the wild because that's where they belong. But that's just me, okay? I don't really, like, I like animals from, like that from a distance, bro. Like, I'll mess with the dolphins because I know that dolphins are actually quite fond of humans. But some of them are getting, well, like, some of the humans don't deserve to touch them at all because they're just abusing them. And I think, like, as a Christian person, 
But just as a human in general, I think you should take care of the planet that God has given you with because you don't necessarily deserve it. But I think you should be grateful that you live on a great planet such as Earth. Just take care of your environment to the best of your ability. Now, obviously, you're, this is coming from a kid who lives in like a s- suburb, which is not the best for the environment or the city. But like, I think you should do your best by reason, like not like not overfishing, not wrangling dolphins and whales and hunting them for sport. And there's another one uh, I think close to the end is pretty graphic. If you aren't into that type of stuff, then I would suggest you not watch it. But especially if you get scream squeamish around animals getting abused and that bothers you i would say that you might want to skip that part out but it's very graphic man and some people are like hey like because i think they were killing the whales for food i believe but it was to the point where it's like i don't think you need to kill that many whales bro for that but they have to because some of them they want to make a living others of them they need it for food but like, I'm more of, like, the natives ideal when it comes to how you should hunt. I think you should hunt for substance, and that's pretty much it. I don't agree with hunting for sport at all, Um, I think, because, like, once you start taking away a lot of the animals and stuff like that, it's going to ruin the ecosystem because... At the end of the day, we're all supposed to, like, share the planet as well. But I know some people might disagree with that, but that's fine. I think because we're supposed to have dominion, but I don't think you're supposed to dominate in the sense that you're going to just pillage everything for that. But another note that I found is that a lot of these um salmon farms – and that, yo, this part hit different because a lot of the times, because they wanted to make it seem sustainable. And one thing I learned about it is that a lot of the times when they use the term sustainable, is like, it's not really sustainable. It's just like a moniker that they use to cover up stuff. And people will do anything to cover up anything for the sake of the dollar. So... Uh, one thing that they did was they would to do what they would do is they would take make it shallow fishing or whatever it's called so they wouldn't go to the bottom of the ocean what they normally do to like ruin the ocean floors and all that stuff so what they would do actually is um they would take this net scheme or the scheme where it was we just had the shallow and then they would start farms but essentially, what they, what happens is because most salmons, they actually swim upstream and that's how they get like their muscles and all the nutrients, all those values. And actually, the omega-3 that we think that we get from fish is really just from like algae. So like you're better off just having that instead. And they actually have like the algae supplements instead because then that's basically what it comes from, which is interesting. I didn't know that. But what they would do is with the farms, 
the animals are basically like swimming swimming in their own feces and all that stuff because it's not getting changed like how you would change a tank with your pet but they're basically just swimming in their own feces swimming in circles and they're not doing that that's how a lot of them accumulate diseases and stuff and like for the ones that end up dying they just throw them out into a container somewhere and just leave it there and like a lot of them have like chlamydia and all these different um vile diseases that happen because of the conditions that they're swimming under because they're not designed to do that and that could be <laughs> a word in itself sometimes <laughs> like yo if you're in a condition where you're not designed to be in it's gonna be to your detriment so they were doing that and then a lot of the times the actual meat from what you see in the store is actually gray what what they do is the same thing what they do with some of the fruits to make it more vibrant they would just choose a color which would be more appealing to the eye so they're basically using psychology and how the how your eyes are the first entryway into your stomach which is what they teach in uh culinary arts so the more vibrant pinks or the different spectrum of pinks that they use that's what they will paint it as but you're really eating like murky fish and a lot of them have a lot of these sea creatures nowadays have mercury because of the pollution via plastics and like bioaccumulation that happens over time so like the farms are just as worse <laughs> as overfishing so it doesn't no, nothing for you so it's because you're not getting any nutrients anyways or nutrients anyways so it's like what's the point <laughs> like that's what I just, I'm like that's what i was thinking like that what's the whole point of doing all these different things and i'm not getting any uh benefit from it regardless now what i suggest people go vegan absolutely not i don't believe in that at all nor will i ever subscribe to that in my life but i'm gonna take a quick break and then i'll wrap this thing up with a few points that i found out in watching Seaspiracy. So we'll be right back. All right, so we're back. And talking about Seaspiracy. So one thing is that even when it comes to the major corporations and all that stuff, they tend to cover up the truth. And that's one thing you guys will see. And it's actually frustrating because, like, do these guys actually care? Like, this is what irritates me about that type of stuff because it's almost like hey you guys claim that you want to feed us you guys claim that you want to take care of the people at large well it costs over like 35 billion dollars all right 35 million dollars folks for this for these over operations to take place the cost that's estimated by a lot of researchers to end world hunger is 30 million 30 billion dollars so you're spending more money to cause harm to an environment than you are to alleviate hunger pains from starving children or starving families all over the world how does that make sense oh it makes sense for the love of money because they're going to get profit off of it 
And if you think about it now, like pretty much every country on this planet eats fish. They have various, various ways. And one delicacy that was really disgusting to me was, and I've always thought this way since I was in, started university, was the concept of shark fin soup. I have no problems with eating a shark, okay? The practice of people, because first of all, like I said, classism comes into it. What would happen or what happens, because it's still going on, is people would cut off like the shark's fins, all right? All right? And then they would kind of dry it out. They would kind of dry it out. And then they'll ship it off to China because that's a delicacy in China. And I'm not shading Chinese people, okay? It's just the practice. My thing is if you're going to kill the shark, I think you should kill the shark and then use the whole shark. Because in Trini, they have um curry shark as well. And they have different dishes for, like, shark meat. I have no problem with the meat, bruh. The problem is you cutting off its fin and then just leaving the whole body there to decay. I was throwing it back in the water. It's like, bro, that's not okay. You don't do those type of things. It's not cool. And um, they send the parts off to China, to China. And then a lot of the Michelin star restaurants. If you don't know what a Michelin star is, basically just like a fancy... Uh, staple of approval like an award if you will because equivalent of an artist winning wing oh my gosh it's equivalent to an artist winning a grammy okay sorry about that i misspoke but honestly not really a fan of that i probably won't eat shark fin soup at all in my life even if i go to china i'm not gonna eat that because it's basically just classism in itself, too. Just like elitist type of culture. And honestly, I'm not really a fan of elitism. Really not. I don't like when people think that they're better than others because they have more money. I don't think that doesn't make you better in any way, shape, or form. It just means you have more assets. That's all it is. So you just have more access to do more things that you think is right in your opinion. And a lot of the times your opinions are wrong. But going back to what we were talking about with the shark fin suit. So they've been doing this for a while. And it, it's kind of, uh, people have heard, heard this stuff before. And like I said, with the, the bycatching and when it comes to overfishing and they catching sharks and tortoises sea turtles and all that stuff y'all remember finding nemo i forgot the dude's name but uh yeah him they're catching him and killing him and throwing him back in the water like all those different things disgusting and a lot of these guys were actually would kill people who wanted to speak out and expose the truth or question them so it's basically like a mafia type of thing where there's they actually killed uh i think this girl this lady worked on one of those fisheries and she was contemplating about leaving or trying to speak the truth 
and they actually shot her in cold blood in front of her two kids because they were afraid of that type of exp- afraid of being exposed and that's the harsh reality that we're living in is ridiculous man like even killing over like 50 dolphins just to get to just to get two or three or four um blue tuna fish just because they can make a profit and if you capture a dolphin it's actually worth a hundred thousand for a lot of these um marine amusement parks so this goes to show you that the dollar sign has a lot of weight all right it has a lot of weight and i think because i think what they were saying at the end of it is that you gotta because they're explaining how animals can have like this similar or the exact same like not exact same nervous system but they can feel pain and they can kind of understand emotions and all that stuff which is I wouldn't say that's too far-fetched, right? Will I value an animal over a human life? Absolutely not. But um, they were trying to say, like, stop eating fish at all. And I think, I personally don't think eating animals is wrong morally. I know there's other people who do. It's like, oh, because it's living creatures and da-da-da-da-da. It's like, well, they were going to get eaten anyways by another creature, and then number two, um, what's it called? Number two is like, if you eat plants, plants are living beings as well, right? They're living organisms. So obviously they're not as emotive as like a chicken or a cow and those domesticated animals. My problem is, my problem is not eating animals my problem is is like overdoing it just because of money because then that's when you're gonna cut corners and as you guys will see hopefully when you watch this all the nonsense and trickery that happens in this industry and like i don't even want to blame the fishermen because a lot of them are just trying to get paid but i think because even when it comes to regular fishermen, like they're not bad people, but it's just the major conglomerates who just take way too much. And that's the downside of capitalism. Like capitalism is good in a sense where it's like you could start and scale a business using the skill sets and you can um, service your goods in the free market that's a good thing but like bro when people just get too money hungry is that's when it just gets bad right i don't don't think you should take more than what you give man that's how i look at it i don't want to sound hippie-ish i'm not saying you can't work hard and get a good plan but if you're causing more damage than good i think you should reassess what you do because a lot of these things that we have are luxuries right It's not the bare necessities of life, as the Jungle Book taught us. So we got to reevaluate that stuff. And I know, like, God's going to make a new heaven and earth and all that stuff. But I think the least you could do is take care of 
the planet that you were privileged to be born in, right? No matter what circumstance you're in. And that's why a lot of these people who live in these remote places don't have a lot of good drinking water because of the pollution and they won't be able to get a meal because there's pollution in every side. I just found out after watching the documentary that like killing, like basically when the oil spill happened in 2010, I believe in the Gulf of Mexico, it killed like a good population of sea creatures and regular creatures for, and it, and it, destroyed it in like three months but what was happening on the other sides of the world is that overfishing was killing the same amount of animals in comparison from three months with the oil spill to a day with overfishing so and that's been going on for so long right so i'm not a huge fan of that stuff like the commercial fishing and the commercial uh uh commercial farming like a lot of their practice a lot of these if you think about it a lot of these corporations they don't care about you guys they don't care they say they care to a degree yes it's giving people jobs which is cool but local farmers although they they might be a little bit more pricey at least you can say it's, it's ethical in a sense and they're not they're just not pumping it full of different. They're not pumping it with or doing any modifications and all these different sort of stuff. Because I get why we have what we have because people we advanced so far, but sometimes it's not good, man. It really isn't. And after watching this conspiracy documentary. It just opens your eyes to uh, how what the world is because you don't really hear much information about it unless if you look for it. And yeah, it's not like like I said, I'm not pointing fingers at the people who work in there because I know it's tough. You people are trying to make money, and that's one. That's what the thing is. Like a lot of people are like, "Yo, you should stop fishing, stop doing this, stop doing that." But problem is is a lot of people are looking for pay. A lot of people are looking for jobs. And it's like, oh, well, you can just find another job. Well, it's going to be hard for a guy who's like 45 to find another job that pays well when he's been doing it his whole life or if, if she was doing it her own life. I only said he because the numbers state that most fisheries are male-dominated. But, like... That's what I'm trying to say is it's tough. It's like a dichotomy in that because you kind of feel bad for the person because they're just trying to feed their families and they're trying to just have a, a good job. And if they've been doing it for so long and now we got this information, if you close down all of that entire industry, then it's just going to go down the hill. But if you don't regulate it or what they were trying to say is like you would have to stop it because regulating it is not going to do anything because it's just going to say it's sustainable but you're really doing the same thing you're just putting it under guise so there's so many moving parts so many variables 
you have to look at it from all angles because at the end of the day, there's two sides to every story. Yes. And remember, y'all, it's, it's just a movie as well, okay? You can get information, but it's still, although it's a documentary, it's still entertainment in a sense. So don't get a, carried away with it and don't feel like you're morally responsible for all the things that are happening because a lot of times we do that and then we get guilt tripped because of fear and all that stuff. So I'm not here to to judge you in that regard. Because at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, okay, it's not that bad if you fish, okay? But like I said, it's just excessiveness and then not taking care of your environment just for the dollar. So that's all I learned for this episode. Man, I can't wait to do another one. I might, I don't even know what I want to watch. I might just watch a regular a regular movie or another documentary. It all, de- it all depends. I might be on, and also I'll do definitely, I'll do like some throwbacks on Disney and break down like a few episodes or like a, a, Disney, a DCOM, which is basically a Disney, Disney Channel original movie. So we're going to be doing all of that stuff, bruh. All right. So this has been your boy, Darius D. Make sure you follow me, underscore DB, the Suave Kid, and some Suave Food, and Suave Kid TV. Make sure you share this with your family and friends if you care on whatever social media platform you so choose to use as well as leaving a five-star review on Apple iTunes. All right, this is your boy HD signing off once again. So y'all just chill, chill, chill till the next episode and stay suave.